Support comes from Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to sustainable and sound conservation of the state's forests, which support more than 41,000 Missouri jobs, resulting in a $10 billion industry. Choosewood.com. From the St. Louis Public Radio Newsroom, this is The Gateway. It's Friday, May 22nd. I'm Sarah Fenton in Fort Wayne Pratt. Ahead, many shops in the St. Louis region are back in business, but business owners say while they're happy to welcome customers back, they'll need to follow new sanitation and social distancing rules. We have had a couple people try to sneak in the door and we're like, no, you can't come in yet. You know, they're just excited to be here. St. Louis Public Radio's Corinne Ruff spoke with business owners about how they're doing. That's coming up in a couple moments, but first, this news. The alderman who heads St. Louis's budget committee says the amount of revenue the city is losing because of the coronavirus is staggering. St. Louis Public Radio's Rachel Lipman has more from Joel Volmer's appearance on Politically Speaking. Volmer says the city was in pretty good shape going into next year's budget, boosted in large part by the Blues' run to the Stanley Cup. But now, the budget for fiscal year 2021 is at least $40 million out of balance, and that gap could grow if the economic recovery takes longer than expected. Volmer says the city will be able to finish most of what it planned for in the budget that's currently in effect. But planning for things next year, uh, as simple as paving a street or doing a sidewalk, could be in danger. The city has proposed reducing its spending on the North St. Louis jail, known as the workhouse, and eliminating the funds aldermen can use for projects in their ward. A balanced budget must be approved by June 30th. I'm Rachel Lippman, St. Louis Public Radio. People who wonder if they've been sick with the coronavirus can now be tested for COVID-19 antibodies at urgent care clinics throughout the region. Those could show if someone was sick with the illness and then recovered. But doctors caution they still know little about what those test results mean. When someone gets sick with the coronavirus, their body produces antibodies to fight the disease. Scientists say the presence of those antibodies can confer immunity to other diseases. But Barnes Jewish Hospital clinical microbiologist Neil Anderson cautions that there's no concrete evidence that's the case for COVID-19. We don't know if having detected antibodies means you are actually immune to the virus. He adds that even if it turns out people with the antibodies are immune, there's no proof of how long that immunity would last. Doctors say there are good current uses for antibody testing right now. It can be used to identify recovered people to donate plasma to those currently fighting the disease. And public health experts can use antibody tests to discover how many people in a community have been sickened by the virus. Finally, St. Louis Alderman will try again this session to ask voters to lift the residency requirement for most city employees. The legislation, introduced yesterday by 23rd Ward Alderman Joe Vaccaro, would allow all employees except mayoral appointees to live outside the city limits. It's the fourth year in a row that a member of the board has introduced the charter change, which would also need approval of voters. Supporters of the repeal say the residency requirement makes it harder to recruit qualified employees. Opponents say it could harm the city financially and that employees who don't live in the city are less invested in its success. Mayor Lida Krusen backs lifting the requirement. An effort by the Missouri General Assembly to lift the residency requirement for police officers failed this session. Many businesses in St. Louis and St. Louis County are reopening their doors to customers. 
Local stay-at-home orders were lifted on Monday. That leaves restaurants, hair salons, and other businesses to figure out how to serve pent-up demand from consumers eager to leave the house while keeping everyone safe. St. Louis Public Radio's Corinne Ruff reports on how things are going so far. Inside Sola Salon in Creve Corps, Sarah Young sweeps up hair from her last client and sprays down the styling chair. It's her first week back in the salon, and she's completely booked. But she's taking a lot of safety precautions, like wearing scrubs, antimicrobial shoes, a mask, and her hair is tied in two tight braids. For me, like I like to make sure that I take this outfit off before I go get in my car because... You know, I just don't want to be transferring stuff around. Young is one of many business owners in the St. Louis region trying to figure out what it looks like to get back to work and keep people safe during a pandemic. There are some official restrictions on occupancy and sanitation, but a lot is left up to individual businesses. For Young's clients, it's a new routine. Send a text when you arrive and wait in your car. Before entering the salon alone, put on your mask. Then get your temperature taken and sanitize your hands. It's a lot of extra steps. But Young says, for the most part, clients have been happy to do whatever it takes to get their first haircut in almost two months. We have had a couple people try to sneak in the door and we're like, no, you can't come in yet. You know, they're just excited to be here. Many people, tired of staying home, are looking for a glimpse of their pre-pandemic life. Earlier this week in Kirkwood, Dave Siegel stopped by his favorite sports bar and grill, Ice and Fuel. It used to be a part of his almost daily routine. Since he was temporarily laid off, he's been missing that communal aspect even more. Reached by phone while at the bar, he says the experience is a little different now. Well, normally I'd always be up here with some buddies and we'd play touchscreen games or some darts or some pinball or some golden tea. And they've got all that out of the building as of right now. I hadn't really thought about that until today when I came in and you know realized everything is kind of gone. Siegel says going to the restaurant beats being bored at home, and he plans to keep going so long as he feels others are acting responsibly. Corey Harris, who manages the bar and grill, says people seem happy just to have a place to catch up with each other. It's her job to make sure everyone follows the rules. Sanitize your hands, stay in your seat, and don't order from the bar. She says so far, so good, but she does feel like a bit of a buzzkill. The problem is as it goes on more, I think, People will get tired of it and not listen as much. But I mean, yeah, I really haven't had anything that's made me feel uneasy. You know, hopefully it'll stay that way. While some business owners are adjusting to the new conditions, others worry that no matter what they do, it still won't be safe to operate. Laura Bonfanti owns a tattoo parlor in the St. Louis Hills neighborhood, Cousin Paul's Tattoo. She doesn't feel ready to work in close contact with clients, but she says staying closed is wiping out her savings. Her landlords have cut her a break on rent, but now that she's allowed to reopen, she worries they won't be as patient. If we don't go back soon, you know, there won't be a business to go back to. She ordered face shields for the artist in her shop and has added more disinfection protocols. But even though she will require clients to wear masks, Bonfanti worries about taking on liability if someone gets sick. She says the city government is putting personal service businesses in a tough position. They say you can open, but you have to follow CDC requirements of being six feet apart. So we can't do both of those in our case. It's not possible. Like Bonfanti, many business owners are still struggling to figure out when and how to reopen. Some with deeper pockets plan to wait it out through the summer. But as Bonfanti's bills pile up, she says the pressure to open is mounting. 
I'm Corinne Ruff, St. Louis Public Radio. Editor Maria Altman worked with Corinne on that piece. The executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio is Shula Newman. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Sarah Fenton, and from the St. Louis Public Radio newsroom, this has been The Gateway. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association. Missouri produces wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details on the variety of products made in the state are at ChooseWood.com.